okay, we are doing daf pei hey, just to fill us in where we are. So we're learning about the concept of two chatzeras that are separated and they cannot care between each other, even if they make separate private era chatzeras within each chatzer. They can't carry from one chatzer to the other. They're not joined together. So if they're not joined together, they can't carry from one to the other. What if there's some sort of area that's between the chatzeras? So the halacha is they're going to restrict each other from, from, from using it because since they each have equal rights to this area and they're not joined together, so then they're going to, uh, the residents of one chatzar will restrict the residents of the other chatzar. So a classic example that we saw of that is a windowsill that is between, that is in a wall that is between two chatzar who would be forbidden for residents of either chatzar to transfer from the chatzar to the windowsill and, uh, and vice versa. However, we saw in, uh, that if there's, the area is clearly more, easier, accessible, easier to use for one cluster than the other, so then we automatically assign the space to be designated for the residents of one cluster because it makes sense that way. Why should the cluster that's hard, not so easy for it to access this space restrict the other cluster? It makes more sense that uh, since it's easier for one cluster to use than the other, we give it to the, to the cluster that's easier to use. So an example like that would be if, let's say, you have the top of a wall, which happens to be level with one chatzar, but for a chatzar that's lower, they would have to throw up to, to use the top of the wall. So we would say we automatically assign the usage of the top of the wall to the top chatzar since it's easier for them to use. Uh, and vice versa, if, let's say, it's using a ditch that's level with the lower chatzar and higher from the top chatzar, so the top chatzar would have to lower things into the ditch and the bottom chatzar would be level, so we would automatically assign the usage of the ditch to the bottom chatzar. That is the uh, the basic concept that is here. Then uh, we have Machlokas between Rav and Shmuel in yesterday's daf, which is pretty much the whole the whole daf about what if you have a situation where one chutzner can use the space by lowering objects and one chutzner can use an area by throwing objects. So it's a little bit easier to 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 lower things than it is to throw things up. So do we say that's a significant enough difference, a significant enough ease to lower things as opposed to throwing things up that we should assign the space to the top cluster? So Rob says, no, the two do restrict each other because it's not a big enough difference. And uh, Shmuel's opinion is that no, lowering things is a significant enough difference and you would assign the space to be used by the chutzr that, that would lower things. That was the machlukas that we have between Rab and Shmuel. So now the Gemara talks more about some of these issues. So the bottom right of the last words of Pedag and Bez, Amar Yehuda, Amar Shmuel. Bar and Shemein Shechatzeros. Here you have a water pit that's between two chatzeros. And uh, in order to understand what's going on, the Gemara gives us a little bit of a more details about this pit between the chatzeros. The pit is more than four tzvachim away from the wall of one chatzer. It's also more than four tzvachim away from the other wall. So basically, the two chatzeros are, are totally surrounded by the walls. And there's this pathway, this like almost like a separate little alley that is between, that's situated between the two chatzeros. And in the middle of this alley is some uh, water pit. And this pit is right in the middle of the alley and it's separated more than four tzvachim away from either wall. So that means that practically it's going to be really, really hard for residents of either chater to be mishamish with this uh, water pit. Because since it's more than four tzvachim away from where the wall that is enclosing them is, it's going to be difficult for them to reach out and be mishamish with it. So is the halacha that they restrict each other here? And because uh, they have equal, it might be very hard for both of them to use it but it's just as equally as hard for residents of one chatzar as others. So do we view it they have equal rights here to this water pit so they should restrict each other? And now, since they're not joined together two chatzeros, they both can't use the water pit and move to their chatzar on Shabbos? Or do we say that no, there's no error of problem whatsoever? And the reason is why we would say that 
is because since in since in our case it's as if it's so far away it's such a difficult thing completely difficult to use itself then we would say that it's as if they don't have any access to it at all and the concept why we're saying they don't have any access to it at all is because their way that they're going to use it is so so forced because they have to go more, draw out from their extend from their hearts more than sports welcome so it's such a difficult strange way of using it that we should say it's as if they don't really have rights to use it at all meaning rights not like legally is it forbidden but more like ability we say like it's a, such a difficult forced ability to use the uh, water pit that it's as if no one really has rights to it and therefore they're not going to restrict each other and in that way it might be different than some of the cases we've looked at we looked at cases let's say there's a, a wall that's separating between the two chatzeros and the wall is you know 10 falcon high and four falcon wide so it's not so easy to throw things up to the top of the wall but it's not so hard it's there it's not so far away so then we say that they have equal uh, ability and rights to to use the top of the wall and they were restricting one another. But here we maybe can make the argument in this water pit that's situated in this alleyway that's between the two chaseros. And from the edge of one wall to the pit is Fort Vachon and from the vice versa, the, 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 from, the other, from the other wall to the pit is Fort Vachon, maybe they shouldn't restrict each other. So the Gemara rules as follows. Din, it shouldn't be a problem because they don't. it's so hard to use. But still, the din is they have to do something to show as a hacker, as a reminder, that this is a bit of an anomaly. What do they do to make a hacker? This chatzar can put any ziz. This ziz is like a flat piece of uh, wood or something that comes off of the wall that extends to the pit and then fill up, uh, the, you know, could take some pails and with water and, and draw. And the other chatzar also does the same thing. Not that this... Not that these little zizim, that these you know things sticking off the wall are really doing anything essentially, but they're just a reminder to people that they should remember something is different about this case. Normally, whenever there's an area that's joined between two different groups on Chavez, it's also you need to make an error. In order, this is an anomaly because it's so hard for either Chatzar or Mishamash, and it's not really considered even that they have rights of usage, and that's why they don't restrict each other. But in order for people to understand that this case is such an anomaly and not get confused between some of these other cases, like you know using the top of the wall that's separating between them, using a windowsill that's separating between them. So in order for people to understand, you know, this case is different. This case is a big anomaly. The way that people are going to remember is by sticking out a ziz to remind people that this case is different. That was before, that was where Yehuda said in the name of Shmuel. Now Yehuda himself says, you don't even have to put out a slat. You don't even have to put out a ziz. Even just a simple read. Since the whole thing is a hacker, so uh, it's all about a hacker. So you don't need the most noticeable thing at all, like a ziz. It's just, uh, it's a very simple thing, like a, a kanya, a read. That would suffice uh, to be a hacker. So again, this concept is when the joint area that's between them is so far, so forced between them. It's more than four. It's far from the water pit in this alleyway separating between these two chatseris. Essentially, there is no issue. We don't view like they have a right of usage here at all that they should restrict on one another. In order, though, for people to understand that this is, that this case is different and to, and, to, and to be reminded of that when they're being shamish, chazal are saying, making a takana, that you have to make a ziz sticking out of each wall to remind us that this case is different. So says the Yosef. So Abaye now is hearing, uh, you know, this memra here from Rav Yehuda. So Abaye is saying to Rav Yosef, "What's going on? How Rav Yehuda This is what this the halacha that Rav Yehuda said. Um, that Rav Yehuda said that you have to make a ziz, and you can't just say it's mutter without a ziz. Must be something that he heard from Shmuel." To eat the Rab, because if it would be something that he heard from Rab, and the reason we're like not sure if Rabbi Huda heard it from Rab and Shmuel is because Rabbi Huda was a disciple of both Rab and Shmuel. So Abai just thought that this was a statement that was Rabbi Huda. Abai didn't understand the way we have it in the Gemara. It's Omar Rabbi Huda, Omar Shmuel. Abai just had that it was Omar Rabbi Huda. Rabbi Huda made a statement. So Abai was unaware. Is this Rabbi Huda getting this from one Rabbi that he had, Shmuel? 
or is he getting it from a different Rebbe that he had Rav? So Abai is commenting that it must be that Rebbe Yehuda got this from his Rebbe Shmuel. Why? Because if he had learned it from his from his Rebbe Rav, then you need a Ziz. We have a statement that Rav said. We're going to see where we learned this from in Rav. That one person can't answer another person in an area that they can only use by the way of the air. By the way of the air means that it's totally inaccessible for them by foot. And the only way that they would be able to be mishamish in a place is by is by throwing to it through the air. And that's such a strange forced way of doing it that that's not considered they have rights of usage. And therefore they wouldn't restrict on another place without an Erev. In order to restrict the usage of a place without making an Erev who say, oh, different people have rights. It has to be that you have rights by foot to go right there or right up to there and put something there. Like the top of a wall, that's a normal shimush. You just walk right up. It might not be the easiest thing, but you put it on the top of the wall. But if it's in a case that you have to go derech the aver only by way of the air, it's distant. You don't have the proximity. You'd have to go through the air, like in our case, drawing water from this water pit. It's going to be but derech shal avir. Rav says there's no din that they restrict each other whatsoever. There's no fixing that would be required. So according to Rav, what would the halacha be in our case? Each chutzner could draw water without putting out his is. You don't need any reminder. Rav just has a concept. You don't aser derech the aver. So Rabbi Yehuda, who is saying that you need the zizim, we need each chatzor to stick out the plank from the walls to remind this reminder, then that must be that he heard it from Shmuel and not from Rab. It says the Gemara to Shmuel Mehecha. But like we can't just make it up and say, oh, he's probably coming from something Shmuel said, unless we have some sort of basis in front of us to assume that this is something that Shmuel said. So the Gemara says with the Shmuel Hecha, if we want to say that it came from Shmuel, where would this statement from Shmuel come from. Maybe it comes from this statement of Shmuel, what we learned in yesterday's doctor. If you have the top of a roof, which is right next to the Rishos Arabim, meaning it happens to be that it was the top of the roof, it was level with the street. So glad the street was a little bit higher. It was like an overpass. And, you know, there's a, there's a rooftop of Rishos that's adjacent to the street. So the people of the Rishos Arabim have some sorts of rights to use. They evidently, we assume that they have rights of usage for the top of the roof. So they might theoretically be able to oser, since they have rights there, on the people who, have a, who are on the gallery, on the porch, below the, below the rooftop, to oser on them unless they do something to show that the roof is only for them. So let's say they affixed a permanent ladder that connected their balcony, uh, their gallery, to the to the to the rooftop, that would be something which would show, you know, this is only for us. No one from the street is allowed to use the rooftop. That would be moderate. But if they don't put a permanent ladder there, then we say that since the people in the Rishus Harabim have rights to use the rooftop, then that will ask around the people of the uh, gallery below the roof uh, from using from using on it. So the, what do we see? So the Gemara is assuming that the Rishus Harabim people, it's not like the Rishus Harabim goes right up to the walls of the house. The Gemara assumes that it's got to be at least four tfachim of space that's like, you know, blocking the people of Rishus Harabim to get to the house. Who would want to have a Rishus Hayachid? Who would want to have a Rishus Hayachid? You know, the road, which is like literally the street is right up to where it is. So there's probably at least some proximity, some amount of space that separates between the Rishus Harabim of distance and the top of the street. So we would assume, we would assume that probably what's going on is that um, is that there must be four tefachim of space that's 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 separating them? So if that's true, then the shima should the shusarabim is going to be called derech uh, avir. So if it's going to be called derech uh, avir, so then um, it would it, we would assume that that it shouldn't answer according to the principle that Rav was saying. Must be. What do we see from here? We see from here that even Shmuel, Shmuel holds even derech avir, even though it's you know not in the closest proximity, we still say. We still say that 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 the people of Rishus Harabim would be able to restrict. 
We still say that they could restrict, and uh, that's why Shmuel is. That's where we got Rav Yehuda's drawing from that statement of Shmuel and saying here with the water well between the two chatzeros, the derech avir would be able to restrict unless they would put out this ziz, this sort of you know plank sticking out to remind that this case is different. So the Gemara, however, says that's not a proof. It's not the pshat that the people are just a rabbi and rajan because derech avir. Then look at Rapapa. Maybe it's just like Rapapa said. This is yesterday's daf. Rapapa said. At the Rosh Rabbim, how did they use the roof? The people of Rosh Hashanah used the roof because they put down their hats there. So that's so easy to do. You just take off your hat, flip it a few tfachim. Even though it may have to go a few tfachim, that's not called Derek Haver. Derek Haver would be if like you have a heavy package, you're drawing water from a well, and you have to schlep it over four tfachim to get to your chatzar. That's called Derek Haver. That's the discussion. That might not even be called real rights of usage. And since that might not even be called real rights of usage, then maybe we should say they don't answer each other like Rob's saying. You wouldn't even need the plank of wood here. They're just the people just around taking off their hat and, and, and flipping it to the top. So that's nothing. That's mamish nothing but chlal. So then, so that's why um, that's why they they would be able to. That's why they would be able perhaps to restrict. So we don't have a precedent that for Shmuel to say that we, that 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 and you need these Izim. So we're back stock. If Rebbe, how could Abai just say, Oh, it must be Rebbe, you that got it from Shmuel? Which Shmuel is he pulling that out from? So the Gemara says, Elamiah, he got it from this statement of Shmuel, meaning we thought Rebbe Yudha said it himself. We were trying to figure out where he got it from. Now the Gemara is saying, No, 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 it was a bad mistake. Rebbe Yudha said it in the name of Shmuel, meaning he heard it from Shmuel. That this chatzar has to put out a slab from from some size from um, from their from the wall from their chatzar and then fill the water to draw back to them. And the other chatzar also has to put out a slat and fill um, from fill like their time. The only way they can draw the water is because they put out the slats, which is to remind them in hollow apic. But if they didn't put out the slats, I'm renowned, we would in fact say that one person could asser up on his on a friend. If they don't join together with the Arif, even though one friend is only using a derech avir, it's a forced thing. He can't really go there by foot and be mishamish. All he can use, all he can do is throw from a, from, a, from a distance. That's still considered to be that he has a shimush, he has a right of usage. And unless they join together in an Arif, then we will say uh, we will say that one that those people will restrict the other ones because they have that usage there. Fine. So very good. So we're establishing that this question with this water well between the two chatzeros, this idea that you need a hacker is b'shem shmuel. Only shmuel holds that way. Shmuel holds all the most And it almost seems like in the Gemara that it's like almost like a case where, you know, they can use it regularly. So even in a case here where they don't use it regularly, even though my then essentially it shouldn't be an issue. We still say they need reminders. But we're claiming that Rav is of the opinion that not that way. This statement is only Shmuel, but Rav disagrees. Rav holds in And therefore, you wouldn't even need these planks of wood sticking out from the walls, and they could just directly draw water from the well. So the Gemara wants to know now, Udu Rav Mehecha. This idea that Rav then ate Where do we see that Rav holds that way? If you say it came from what we learned in the Mishnah, and we saw this case a couple of blot ago. You have two balconies that are sticking over a sea. And one, one balcony is above the other. So remember, what's the halacha? So, so the sea is a karma. So you want to draw water from the sea up to the balcony. So if there are walls that um, come go down, that descend from the edge of the balcony, so there's a principle that we say that the walls go down and they're enclosing all the way to the sea. So then it would be mutter to draw water straight down the balcony, a hole in the balcony from the sea and bring it back up. So let's say you had two balconies. The upper balcony, they were side by side. One was higher than the other, though. And um, there were mechitzos that were made descending from the top porch, but they didn't make mechitzos for the lower porch. So, but the lower porch has rights. They usually, they normally, you know, they, 
they they throw their buckets up and then it goes through the the the, the 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 hole in the top balcony and then it goes all the way down and then they draw the water. So if they didn't join together, and there's only mechitzos for that, Yonah not the takona. Both of them will be answered to draw the water until they make a joint erev. And the reason is because the people from the lower balcony are going to restrict. They're going to answer on the people from the top balcony, even though. Um, they don't have as easy of a time, it seems, to use, but they're still going to Aser. And uh, we learned a couple of days ago that, you know, according to Shmuel, maybe the case was that there was like a ladder that they were able to climb up, so maybe they had equally easy to use, but uh, Rob would say even if it's a little bit harder, it could Aser, whatever. That's what we learned out a couple of days ago. But at any rate, this case that the people of the lower balcony are going to Aser, the people in the top balcony, on that, Rav Huna Marav, Rav Huna made a statement in the name of Rav, that the Mishnah is only taught uh, that they, they Aser if the balcony is close by. If the other balcony is more than four, it's off to the side. Then, then the lower balcony is not going to Aser on the top balcony. The top balcony can use and the bottom balcony won't. And the reason is, what's the idea? Who cares that it's four, it's away? If it's more than four, it's away, then not only here do they have to do they have to raise their buckets and then lower it through the hole in the top chutzer and the top balcony. They're actually going to have to kind of like throw it to the top balcony. So since they're going to have to like throw it uh, more than four tzvachim to even get their bucket to the top balcony, what's that called? That's called tashmish aidei ha'avir. They don't have a direct usage by foot to be mishamish on the top balcony. All they have is an ability to uh, is an ability to. To, 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 to throw their buckets more than four tzvachim away. So that's a very complicated type of shimash, and we say that's not considered a shimash at all, so that's why they're not going to they're not going to restrict the residents of the top balcony from using it. So we see that Rav Shita is, with a tashmash that's only a deha avir. Maybe that's where it's coming from. So the Kumar says, no, it's not a proof. Maybe it's different. Remember, there's another discrepancy. The top balcony only has to lower their buckets, and the top balcony, and the, the top balcony only has to lower their buckets. And the lower balcony, besides for lowering the bucket, they would also have to raise it. There would have to be a throw. It have to go up also vertical. It would have to go up vertically, and then it would have to be lowered. So to begin with, it's easier for the top balcony than the lower balcony. Now remember, Rob's opinion was that nonetheless, a little bit easier is not enough. That's what we learned in two days ago at Blah, right? Rob's old is that lowering isn't that significantly enough easier than raising. So so, so the residents of the lower balcony will still oscillate. But if I throw in the other variable that the, the lower residents, not only do they have to elevate their buckets and then lower it, but also the variable that they have to throw it for its across, that tips the scale. Now it's called that it's significantly easier for the residents of the top balcony to, low, to, to draw water than the residents of the lower balcony. Because the top water, the top balcony, all they have to do is lower their buckets. The top balcony, in addition to the fact that first they have to elevate their buckets and then lower them, in addition, they also have to fling them for Tzvachim across. So since you have both variables, that's why we say that the lower balcony doesn't restrict the top balcony. Since for this one, it's Bezirka Veshoshal, Zeb on the top balcony only has to lower them. That's like a case you know, where it's like it's accessible to one, easily accessible, and to the other one they have to throw up, which we say is considered hard uh, for one and easy for the other, where everybody agrees that the area is assigned to the chater that is easy for it to use. So bottom line is, that is not a case that proves anything. That is a case where 
that is a case where 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 it's more that they were using the svara that they have to go for tzvachim, not in and of itself to say that that's not called a tashmish. Maybe generally being mishamish more than four tzvachim away, that is called a tashmish. And let's say with our water well situated between two chateros in the alleyway, maybe they should restrict each other if they don't make it sh- sh- put out a hecker to show it's different. That case there with the balconies is different because besides for the variable there. That, that 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 the lower balcony is more than four tzvachim away. You also have the variable that they have to elevate their buckets and then lower it, as opposed to the top balcony that only has to lower it. So bottom line is, if you put it all together, it ends up being considerably easier for the top balcony to use in the lower balcony, and that's why the lower balcony doesn't answer. So we're still looking. What is the source? What is the precedent for Rav Shita? Rav Shita again is that what Rav Shita is that uh, Rav Shita is that in Adam Oser Al Chavero. Derech Avir, that if it's a considerably hard Shima, it has to go more than four Tzvachim across, we say that uh, the residents of one do not answer on the other. What is the source for that? So the Gemara says, Elamiha, rather it comes from a different statement of Rav. Let's say you have two houses. There are three ruined places that are between them, like houses that their walls you know, caved in and fell down. So we're assuming now that you have two, you know, two houses on the end, and in between the houses, there are windows, obviously, that open up on the sides of the houses, and between, between the houses are three ruined houses, that, you know, houses that, that, that collapse, but they're still Rishasayachids, because, you know, they still have a certain amount of walls that remain, just the walls that separate between the, uh, the, these ruins have come down. So basically, you've got three empty lots right next to each other between these two houses. These are ruined, uh, ruined buildings. Now, the question is, the two houses on the outside have not made an Erev together. So the question is, do they restrict each other from using these Chorvas and Shabbos? Could the residents of one house take something and throw it out the, their window or place it out their window into the ruined build, ruined house next to them or to the, the one far away from them or to the one in the middle and vice versa? Could they do that? Or do we say that since they both have uh, rights of access, both rights of usage to these korvos, and remember the two houses haven't made an Erev together, so then we should say that they restrict each other. So what's the din? Again, you have the two houses on the ends where there are three ruins that are placed between the houses. The one house, each house can use the ruin that's right next to it by throwing something out their window into the ruin. So, you know, throwing doesn't mean like throwing up. It just means, you know, putting something down into the chorva, out the window, into the chorva that's right next to them. So you have three. So each one can use the chorva that's right next to them. The other house can, the opposite side, can use the ruin that's right next to it by throwing something out the window and placing it in the chorva. Each one is not going to restrict on that usage. Each one is granted the chorva that is right next to, that is right next to the house. But I'm sorry, Osir. However, the middle one is Osir. We still have to understand why that is. We'll get to that in a minute. But for us right now, what do we see? That each one is mutter to be mashamish with the chorba that's right next to it. And it's not restricted from the fact that there's a house on the other side that theoretically has rights of usage all the way, theoretically has rights of usage all the way to the chorba on this side that's next to the other house. What's the pshat? It must be that Rav holds that in since for one it's just right outside his window, you could just place something within four tzvachim, no big deal. And for the other one, it's more than four tzvachim away. So if he wanted to be a mishamish with the chorva most far from him, furthest away from him, he would have to do some sort of far throw across two chorvas into the third one. So that's called derech avir. That's called such a forced, difficult shimush that that's not considered a real legitimate shimush at all. And therefore, it wouldn't have the ability, would not restrict upon the house using its close one and vice versa for the other house on the other side.
So that's where we see where Rav holds to the concept, and also, and also even though they both have theoretical usage on all the Chorvas here, since on the one that is close to each each house, the one that's close to each individual house is very easy. And for the other one, it's virtually impossible. They'd have to be thrown through the air. It's it's it, it's such a forced thing that we view it as if it uh, is totally, totally not here at all. There's no Shemush and it doesn't answer in the Shemush. The middle one is Asr, yeah, we still have to figure out. Why should the middle one be Asr? What, 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 what's the shot here? Why don't we say that for both of them, uh, they should have a Hetzer. They should both have Hetzer Shamish in the middle one because for both of them, it's Derech, it's derech Avi, right? For both of them to throw something from their window to the middle one would be through the air, would be very hard. So they both shouldn't restrict. If you think about it, the Halacha should be, they should both be Mutter in the middle one as well. So that that we have to we have to understand what will become clear to us as we learn the Gemara's analysis. So now the Gemara starts off here. Fine. So we got our place. We found our place, that a, a source that Rav holds. Again, we said that Shmuel holds that it could, and the rabbis require some sort of reminder that this case is different. Like in the case of the water well in the Aldis, between two chaseres, you need a ziz sticking out from either end. And we've reached a precedent that Rav, of Rav saying not that way, Rav holds, it wouldn't be a problem. It wouldn't be a problem, and rabbit hold, you don't need anything at all. Both chatzeres can stam, draw from the water well on Shabbos. So now the Gemara says, if you know was learning this, this din up from Rav, of the three ruins between the two houses, where we said that the two outer ruins are mutter to the to the house next to them, and the middle ruin is also to both. So Amalei Rav Lazar, Rav Lazar said, Rabbi Rav, Amar Rav Hachi, you yeshiva, yeshiva guy from Rav's yeshiva. Did Rav really say this? Amalei in. Rav said, yes, Rav said it. Rav Lazar said, come, show me where Rav lives. He was so... He was so shocked that Rav really said this. So Achle Rav showed 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 him where Rav lives. Also, Rav Lazar sent Rav Amalei Did you really say this? Meaning, did you really say that the middle one is Aser, and you also say that the two ruins on the outside are mutter to the house next to it? Did you really say this? Amalei in. He said yes. So Amalei Marhu But you also said If you have an area. It's that one chutzer can use by lowering things to it. Another chutzer can use by throwing things up to it. Both chutzers are awesome. So what's the question? So let's let's make sure we understand two points, and then we can understand what the Gemara is bothered by. The first point here is that um, is that he's starting from the other way around. If the middle chutzer is usher, we should presume that we see shimash aydeha avir is called shimash, even though they both have to throw, you know, far throws to get into the middle. The middle one, uh, it, it, Rav said it, the middle one is Aser. It must be that Rav holds Shemesh Edei Aver is called Shemesh. Not like the Gemara one second ago was trying to prove. Again, we'll get back to that. The Gemara is like presenting two different discussions. But the Gemara here is starting with the premise like this. If the middle one is Aser, it must be that Rav holds Shemesh Edei Aver is Shemesh, and that's why they restrict each other. Well, then wait a second. Why would why would the Shemesh be mutter on the outer corvus to each respective house that's closest to it. Why would we say such a thing? Why don't we invite her say, since each each house could theoretically throw to that one, one, it's easier, I get it, it's right outside his window and the other one has to throw. Okay, so that's a little bit harder from one to the other. But if we accept that Shemush Aideya Avir is called Shemush, and we see that from the fact that the middle one is also, so then we should also say that the outer one should be also as well, because both of the houses both of the houses are able to be mishamesh. One may have an easier time than the other, but still, ultimately, since one, each, all the, both houses have the ability to be mishamesh in all of the horvos, then the din should be all of them are aser. 
What's the pshat? Why is Rav distinguishing? Elamai, what are you going to say? If it's a little bit easier, that makes a difference. So the middle one, where it's just as equally easy and hard to both, so we say that they aser. Whereas the outer one, since it's a little bit easier for the closer one than the far one, we're going to say that it's more, we automatically assign it to the closer one, and we designate it for it, and it can't be used by the far one. Problem is, Rav shitas, that we don't say a small ease makes a difference. Rav shitas, that if I have a wall between two chateras. For one chater, they have to lower things on the top of the wall. And for one chater, they have to elevate things to the top of the wall. What did we learn that Rav Shita is? Rav Shita is that a little bit of ease doesn't matter. They both have usage. Shmuel said lowering is easier than elevating. So we assign it to the to the people who lower onto the top of the wall. But Rav Shita was not that way. Rav Shita is that it's just a subtle difference. It's not enough. And they do restrict each other. So here, why is Rav saying that the two outer chorvis are... Why is Rav saying that the two outer chorvis or mutter to the house that's next to it. If Rav's saying that the middle chatzar is Asr. So you see Rav holds Tashmash Da'aber Shmei Tashmish, and that's why they're Asring on each other. So then we should say that the two outer chatzeros are also Asr because everyone theoretically has rights. Who cares that it's a little bit easier than the other? So Amalei, Rav said back to al no, your mom is backwards. Really, Rav holds Shimashay De'aber, And that's why the the shimush of the house from the from the one that's right next to the, the chorva that's right next to it for one yes shimush and the one which has to throw all the way to the other side of course that's not going to answer on it because it's not even called shimush ah so why is them tell you also why is the middle one also because me you're making a mistake because you think the case is that all the three ruins are put right one right next to each other one two three and that the middle one is, it's like a middle one that's between the other two chorus. The answer is no, it's not like that. It's not in a straight line. It's like a tripod. Well, a tripod, the idea is, is that we're saying there was, um, that there was actually, this middle one is behind the two. It's going from the one house to the other. And then in front of it, you have a split uh, uh, on one side is one chorva and another side is another chorva. So it's more like a tripod than a straight line. It's not one, two, three. It's more like there's one that's connecting, and then in front of the one that's connecting to the two houses, in front of it, you have another two, one, another two chorvas, one closer to one house, one closer to the other house. So this this middle one, we say this middle one, this back one in the back that's connected straight from either house. So that back one is in a way that it's equal to both houses without throwing. Here, each house can just uh, lean out their window and put something down close into that chorva. So that's why that chorva is aser. Whereas in the ones, in the ones in front, you have one chorva next to one house, one chorva next to the other house. So very good. So the far, the far chorva to each house is not going to be called the shimash b'chalal since it would only be called a day avir and therefore it wouldn't restrict. So the Gemara has come out very clear. Rav holds shimash a day avir is not shimash. So whenever it's something that you would, it's more than four, in order to get there, you can't get there by foot or just hand putting something outside. It would have to be that you're throwing something, you're throwing something across. That's not called a shimash at all and it wouldn't restrict, restrict b'chalal on the, uh, on, on people in the Chatzar who have, who have much more accessible Shemesh. That's where we're coming out. The reason Emtsai also is because Emtsai is not situated between, it's not sandwiched in between the two outer ruins. That's the way, the way initially the Gemara understood, but rather it's behind them and it really extends from one Chatzar to the other. Okay. And again, we said that Shmuel Shita is that you do Aser even if you're only Mushamish through the air. And that's why we required in a water well between the two Chatzeros, we required, according to Shmuel, some sort of reminder that this case is, is a little bit different. And that's why we required the Ziz going out from either wall of the Chatzeros. So the Gemara says, I'm going to Shmuel holds that 
using in the air is is, is called a shimosh and they're asers. Doesn't he hold Rav Dimi said? Because Rav Dimi, Rav Yochan, Rav Dimi came from Rav Shalit. They reported from Rav Yochan. Welcome to Rav Alaba in the area, which is in four by four tefachim. It's saying which right between Rishus Rabbi and Rishus Ayachid. So typically, we refer to such a thing as a malcolm tour. It's stuck. It's like a. It's like stuck three tefachim above the ground, but it doesn't. It doesn't have the din of a domain unto itself. It's not four by four tefachim. So what's the din of that place? And for the people to adjust where their load that they're holding on it. They could take things off and put it onto this Malcolm Torah, take things off. That's totally mutter. As long as they don't exchange, meaning the people of Mishnah shouldn't put it down onto this Malcolm Torah so that someone from Mishnah can come and take it. The reason is because Mishnah we're scared that they're just going to transfer it direct. But anyways, what do we see from here? We see that there's no the, the people of Rishus Rabbim aren't going to restrict their they could both use, right? The Rishus Rabbim people are able to use these this Malcolm Torah. And the, the people of Rishus Ayachar are also able to use the Malcolm Torah. So why don't we say that they should restrict on each other? Must be that it's called Shima Sha'ideha Avir. Why is it called Aidea Avir? Because since this place is not really a domain, it's not Ports Falcon wide. So whenever you put something down, it doesn't have a din like you're really putting it down on the ground because it's not a, it doesn't have its own din of a makam. But remember, it's more than three falcon off the ground, so it's not like you're putting it on the ground itself. And it's not a domain unto itself. So it's like being Mashamish in the air. That's exactly what it is, even though technically it's you know it's not space, you're putting it down on something. But it's not, it's it's shimush in, in airspace. So shimush in airspace is not called shimush. It must be that's the idea. That's why it, the people of the Rishus Harabim who have rights to transfer their to 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 adjust their load on this place and they aren't going to restrict the people of Rishus Ayachid from adjusting their load that they're carrying on this space. They're not going to answer on each other. Must be the idea is that's not called a significant shimush. A significant shimush is only when by foot you can go and like put something down on the ground that's right here or on something that's like its own domain, something that's four to wide. But whenever it's not like it's only tashmish through the avir, that's called an insignificant tashmish and it doesn't answer. So my answer is no. Really, Shmuel does all the Rev Dimi. So, ah, so you know, don't we see using by the air, it doesn't answer. Why did Shmuel say then in the case of the, of the, what of the case of the water well that's between the two chateres? You need this is the answer is Hasam Rishus Daraisa. By the Malkam Torah, there we're talking about Rishus Daraisa. Talking about Rishus Ayachid and Rishus Arabim. So that is a Daraisa. So since it is a Daraisa, the rabbis didn't have to protect it so much. Everyone knows that that's very machmir. But but over here, Chacham Rishus Darabanan. But the water pit we're talking Rishus Darabanan transfer from one chaser to the other is only Darabanan. So that's not so chamer in people's perception. So therefore, the Chacham Asu Chizuk the Gemara from Shutara Darabanan had to protect it. They had to destroy. The din drabonon even more than the din daraisa, and that's why they made a further takana, uh, a further restriction to say that unless the ziz is sticking out, it's going to be aser uh, the two residences from drawing from the water well, even though drawing from the water well is a tashmish that's only by the way of the of the air. But when more machran and shuis drabonon than a shuis daraisa, says the Gemara Amalei Rabbi Nila Rabbi Mi Amar Rabbi Did Rabbi really say this? Does Rabbi hold that she mishadei ayir? Ayah through the air is not Aser, like we're saying, Rav holds, but Itmar was said, Let's say you have two houses, and two opposite sides of Shazar Rav, one on one side, one on the other. So, could I take something and throw it from one house to the other across the street? Rav, 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 Rav says you can't throw something from one house to the other on the opposite side of the street. Shmuel, Shmuel says you could. So what's the pshat? I mean, it's not like you're throwing it through the Rishus Rabbim itself. It's a, it's the shimush that's above the Rishus Rabbim. Rishus Rabbim only goes until ten tefachim height. So when you're throwing, you're really throwing through the height that's above the Rishus Rabbim. So what's the pshat? Why would it be forbidden? Why would Rab be answering such a shimush if you're not really using this? If you're throwing it through the Rishus Rabbim, you're really just throwing it from Rishus to another Rishus and it's going above the Rishus Rabbim. Must be 
because the people who are passing the Rishis Rabbim could theoretically be Mishamish in the Avir above the Rishis Rabbim, in that space that's above. That might be called a Shimush. And they're going to Asr, they're going to they're going to restrict on private people being Mishamish there because they're not joined together. So what do we see? Even though the Rishis Rabbim using there's only Derech Avir, it's all Derech Avir. We're still saying this this space, this space above the Ten Tzvachim Rishis Rabbim, it's called a Shimush. And they're going to restrict each other since they're not joined. That's why Rab is going to restrict, is going to Asr throwing from one house across the street above Ten Tzvachim to the other, through the other one. So it's a kasha. Here Rab says that, that we don't answer by the way of the air. So the Gemara says, Rab answered, I already told you that that case. The case is that it's not a straight throw. You have to like throw the football. It's like, you know, imagine like a perfect throw. One house is higher than the other. So you can't really throw straight. So we're concerned that he's not going to throw right. What's going to happen? It's going to, he's going to miss what he's doing. It's going to roll and fall off. And then he's not going to want to lose whatever he was throwing. So he's going to go down and uh, get it. And he might come to forget. And he's going to carry it in, um, carry it, carry it to where he needs it, which is carrying from Ram to So they said, better not risk this whole throwing thing across the street. And therefore, just Allah is don't throw from one house to the other. But it has nothing, that halacha has nothing to do with the residents of Rishis Rabbim and their usage of the airspace above Tent Fakhim, restricting the, the red private residents. No such concept. That in the world is not going on. Because again, we clarify that as Rav Shita is, being Mishamish through the Avir is not called a Shemish at all. So that's not the issue. Okay, so now the mission moves on. To a new concept. We're talking about uh, an Erev. An Erev, so all everyone's joining together. Then, now, luckily, that everyone joins together. Erev Chatzir, they join with bread. Shittim Abbas, they join with other food if they'd like. Then they have to keep it somewhere. So where do they keep it? So, now, luckily, Erev and Chatzeros, they're all, it's like they're living in one house. So they have to keep it in a house. Erev Chatzeros, where it's all like the, all the Chatzeros are becoming one. So they keep it in, in the Chatzer. So now we say, let's say instead of putting it in a private house, you put the Erev Chatzeros in a Beishar, which is the gatehouse, some sort of gallery or a porch. The point is you're not putting it in a real house. You know, Arab, that's not called an Arab because in order to be an Arab, you have to be that everyone's living in a house. You have to put it in a place that is a house. And another thing about these places, let's say someone lives in this place. And also, if he doesn't answer and other people, the chutz, meaning let's say you have five homes in the chutz that are all made in Arab. And then there's one guy who lives in the gatehouse that didn't join in the Arab. That's not a problem. He doesn't restrict on them because his bias is not called a house. So he's not going to restrict on the other houses. So that's all a gatehouse. A gatehouse is not a home. What about storehouses? A place where you store straw, a barn, wood, or any other storehouse. You could keep it there. Anyone who lives there would restrict other people because with Divir Mayor, Rebbe Mayor Shita, is that it is considered fit for a place to live. And therefore, the Arab is there, uh, could be kept there. And anyone who lives there would be forced to contribute to the Arab. Rebbe Yudah Omer, Rebbe Yudah said that it depends. Let's say the owner has something that he stores there, meaning here Rabbi Yudah is really moving to a different issue. If let's say you have someone who is a tenant of somebody else. So you have the owner who's living in the courtyard and then you have the tenant. The tenant is not uh, someone who owns where he lives. He just is a he, he just has a tenant. He's using that spot. So what's the halacha? So as long as the owner of the space has the ability, as long as the owner of the space um, has the right to store things, uh, to store things in the in the place where the tenant lives, ain't no osers. And the tenant is not going to ask around the chazer. The whole chazer is just viewed as the, as the rights of the of the owner. The tenant is just like a guest here, and it's not a problem. So if the tenant, you know, has the ability to tell to tell his to tell his um, to tell the owner that I don't want you here, 
Okay, so that's one thing. But if he can't, and 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 the guy, the owner, does have a right there. He does have a right to store his stuff in the, where the tenant is. So then the tenant does not restrict in the chutzpah at all. The whole chutzpah is just the right of the owner. Says the Gemara, review the There's a big rule. Whenever the Chacham say about a place that someone who lives there doesn't answer, in other words, we're saying that the structure here is not called a house. It's not fit for dwelling. So then, so someone would keep the air chutzpah there. It's not good. It's it's two sides of a coin. If it's not a house, either it is a house or it's not a house. If it is a house, then you can keep the air of there. If it's not a house, you can't give the air there, then someone who was there wouldn't have to contribute either. He wouldn't ask her on the chutz. Chutz, with one exception. Beishar Diyachit, a private gatehouse. Let's say a gatehouse that's only for one family. Usually, a gatehouse is for a bunch of people together. But uh, if let's say it's just, you know, for a private, a private little gatehouse, so then in that situation, the air could be kept there. Um, and that's a situation, the air could be kept there. But if someone else would live there, he wouldn't, he wouldn't ask her. And the idea here is, is that the gatehouse, if you think about it physically, there's nothing different than in a house. It's just about the fact that traffic always passes through there that no one's really going to live there. So if it's right on a private place, that only people of that house are going to pass through it. So it's it's basically an extension of their house. So that's why the Arif could be kept there. But if some random person would come and stay in the gatehouse, he's not going to answer because it's not a suitable house for him because of the traffic that's going to go by. So the aside of a, of a base shower not being a house is because of the traffic going by. So if it's only a base shower diyachid, then we can view it as an extension of their house and they can keep the air of there as opposed to keeping it in the house proper. But if some random person would be living there, he would be called a guest and he would not be, he would be called a guest. He wouldn't be the, um, he wouldn't answer, he wouldn't answer on them. Okay. Uh, whenever the Chacham say about something that it's a place that you can't keep the air there because it's not it's not a house you could always keep the sheet because remember the sheet is in all the Chatzirs joining together you can keep it in the Chatz so even if it's a place that you can't keep an air because it's not a house but you can keep the sheet of there except for the Mavi itself you can't put the sheet of a Mavi you can keep the sheet of in a, one Chatzir you can't keep it in the air of the Mavi that's not considered a, a, a safe place. It's right open to the street. It's left like totally exposed. Anyone can come and take it. So that's no good. You can leave it in the private space of a chatzar, even though it's not in a house. That's good, right? An air chatzar says we left in the house, but the sheets of mavos can be left in the chatzar. But don't leave it in the mavos itself. That's considered un- in, uh, an unsecured place. It says in my Michael what's right? You the solution here. Tanina, all this is in the mission. If someone puts his air in the gidas or the porch, it's no good because he has to keep it in the House and we could impl- it implies air with the local It's only the air which is no good that has to be in the house. A sheet of Avi, a sheet of would be good in these places. Why? Because the sheet could must be able to be placed in the Chatzar. So, what the novelty here here of Rabbi Yehuda says the Gemara, he's telling us these two points that the uh, a private gatehouse that it's acceptable to put the air and that the point that uh, the sheet of can't be put in the mouth with both of those things weren't in the Mishnah, and that's what he's teaching us. Tanya, how can we learn these points in a price also? News in his Ruby Shah, Sash Professor's Vatovakhazi, someone puts the Arab in the gate out the 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 porch areas, the chutz or the mother areas, the air of all these cases, it is an air. So what does this mean? But it's air. It says that if you put the air of in a place that's not a house, you put it in the gatehouse, it's not an Arab. So the one says, Imar is a sheet. If you have to say the price, it didn't say it's a good Arab, it's a good sheet. So meaning Arab Chatzir says it has to be taka only in a house, but the sheet of Mavos could be in any could be in any place. But it sounds like one of the places you said you could put it is a Mavai. I thought that was one place you can't. It's a sheet of Mavai Lo Minta. I thought the sheet of it isn't secure in the Mavai, and therefore you can't be, you can't keep it there. You can keep it in the Chatzir, but not in the Mavai. So the Mar says, you're right, you amend the the price to say, you can keep it in the Chatzir, in the Mavai, but you're right, you can't keep it in the Mavai itself. Says the Gemara review Let's say a bunch of neighbors are all eating a meal together before Shabbos, and they forgot to make 
an Erev. Suddenly Shabbos starts, and uh, they forgot to make an Erev or Shita. So they can quickly say, that the bread they were all eating together that was on the table, that could be their Erev bread. Now, even though they didn't realize they make a whole special thing, since the Mites said they're all sharing the bread together, so it's fine, they could... Um, that's why it would all it would all be okay if they would if they would use that uh, if they would use that bread that's already on the table. And other people say that they can rely on it for shita. So what's the difference here? They rely on it for air of Rashid. There's no dispute here between these two different versions. When we say the bread can be used as an Erev, so that's talking about people who are eating in the house. So the air of bread has to be kept in the house. So if they're eating in the house, it could be good for an air. So the case where we said it's good for a shita is where they were eating outside. They're eating in the courtyard. So then the bread can't be used as an air of because it's not in the house, but it could be good for shita mavaz. We see a price which says like you ever chatzeres, but chatzeres, chatzeres is kept in the chatzer. Shita mavaz, the mavli. Shita mavaz is kept in the mavli. So. That doesn't make any sense. When we learn this price, we said, if we said it has to be kept in the house. If you can't keep it in the gatehouse, clearly you can't keep it in the open chatzar. So we have to fix the gears in the price. to read, kept in the which is exactly what Rabbah said. So bottom line is, has to be kept in a house. A private a house that's suitable for dwelling and not even a gatehouse or a porch or something like that. And the sheet of Mavos cannot be kept in the Mavli itself because that's not a secure place, but it could be kept in the uh, open area of the courtyard that's inside that, that, that has access to the Mavli.